guys. You've got me here this week uh, for a special edition Chumbo podcast. Um, so it's me, Jay, the owner, general manager and coach of the Kansas City Chumps, um, your current Chumbo champion until at least the end of the year and three times scoring crown winner. Um, so what I'm going to be doing today is looking at the Chumbo power rankings to take a look at where we are at the end of week four. I guess for HTC's benefit, um, the power rankings, it's not a list of current standings. It's not a list of points scored or some other arbitrary list. It is a ranking of where the teams are placed at the moment, how their rosters look, and really overall how they look heading towards the playoffs um, later in the year. Um, but first of all, a message from our sponsors, pristineauction.com. Pristine Auction is the premier autograph sports memorabilia auction house with hundreds of monthly line auctions. Best of all, you only pay when you win. I was browsing last night and I saw a Leonard Fournette signed walking boot that went for 10 bucks and a Chris Benoit signed leather belt for just 20 bucks. So get yourself over to Pristine Auction now. That's pristineauction.com. Anyway, onto the um, onto the power rankings at the end of week four. So I'm going to approach this. I'm going to take a look at um, from from the bottom to the top. Really, um, I think the top's pretty easy. I think we all know how that's going to pan out. Um, but for the bottom of the rankings, it's it's a bit more of a blur. So what I'll do, I'll I'll, I'll list the team, and then we'll take a look at. Um, how their roster looks, how I feel, um, their chances are heading towards the playoffs, and then give a percentage for what I think is their chance of uh, being in the playoffs um, at the end of the year. So, controversially, um, and I know he's going to hate me for this, but I've got the Fellowship of the Unicorn in 12th position. Now, Saul will probably think this is because I hate him and, and that is absolutely spot on. Um, he is my arch enemy. Um, the guy beating the Chumbo Championship last year, which I don't think he'll ever live down. Um, but for me, this is the reason he's in 12th position is how his roster looks at the moment. We, we all know that Sol put all of his eggs into one basket last year um, with drafting Saquon, Kamara and Antonio Brown. Now, if you look at how his roster is today, none of those players are there. I I hated the move last night, to be honest. Um, I, I understand why he did it. He's taken two, two starters. But to be honest, Devonta Freeman this year has looked dreadful. He's made Sony Michel look playable. Um, Michael Thomas with Teddy Bridgewater, yes, he gets the targets, but it's, it's 50% of a shitty pie that I wouldn't want to eat myself. Um, and I'm really not a fan of having any of the Broncos backfield. I think that is a dead split down the middle. Everything is split, as as Toby said on the podcast earlier. So for me, that is just a backfield I'd want to avoid. So whilst Sol has got Saquon coming back at some stage, now Saquon indicates he wants to come back sooner, but I don't see why the Giants would rush back the star of their offence unless they are they are in a winning position. Um, yes, they're two and two. They're probably better where people thought they would be. I just can't see him being rushed back. And whilst Gorman continues to 
act like the three million dollar man that he is and and pick up where Saquon left off. Um, I just I don't see him coming back anytime soon. So where Sol where Sol's team is at the moment, I think it's it's below average across the board. We we all know that Russell Wilson will only throw when he needs to, and if they can run the ball fifty times a week, they probably will. Um, Devonta Freeman has got a flaw that is zero um, and not much of a ceiling at the moment. And then he's he's kind of average across the board. Royce Freeman in the flex doesn't make me happy. Austin Hooper, I think he's probably had his best weeks already. John Brown as a wide receiver too. Yeah, it it just it it doesn't look good. So while whilst he's in a good position um, at at point five hundred um, within the league at the moment, I I don't know where he's going to get his wins from moving forward. So that's why I've got Sol in twelfth. Um, had he kept Kamara, I maybe would have bumped him up to 11th or 10th. Um, but for the mediocre team he's got left, um, it's 12th for me. So in 11th place, and this is absolutely incredible for my division, um, Pimpin ain't easy. Um, again, he's, he's not too far away in standings. He's, he's currently a one and three, but again, I, I don't, I don't see him getting two wins in a row next to get back to 500. Um, Dalvin Cook and Todd Gurley, um, between them, I think they've got one knee. Um, so I I don't see them lasting the season. Um, and then there's absolutely zero depth to be able to fill in for any potential injuries and also for bye weeks. So whilst he looks okay right now, running back, I can see the wheels falling off there pretty quickly. And then he just gets worse at wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton... He's been, I think he's been better than we expected under um, Jacoby Brissett. Um, Tyler Boyd's probably going to have a good couple of weeks until um, Green comes back and Ross comes back. But I would not be happy every week rolling those out as as my wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Hawkinson, whilst I've said he's been looking to avoid IR, I think that gives you an indication that this will be a multiple week absence. So he, he's really lacking a, a decent tight end. Um, Carlos Hyde in the flex I was over the moon to get rid of him um, I feel like having watched him in the preseason at the Chiefs he is as much of a plodder as you'll get in the NFL um, I think they'll get a bit more creative with their offence and maybe bring um, Duke into the into the mix a bit more so I'm, I'm glad that I, I no longer hold any part of Carlos Hyde the only thing I like in Sorry, that is my office phone. Shouldn't be doing this at work. Um, the only part I do really like is Will Lutz. Um, as you know, he took me to a Chumbo Championship last year. Um, one of my one of my favourite all-time Chumbo players that that Dicks dropped um, in a bye week. Um, so yeah, I do I do like Lutz on his team. But apart from that, he's sitting very comfortably in eleventh position. In 10th position in the rankings is the Roaches, um, my rival for this week. And again, it looks very much like a Roach team that we've been used to since 2012, really. Um, It's one of those teams that could beat anyone on a given week, but also one of those teams that can absolutely shit the bed on another week. Um, In a very similar way to Sol. He put all of his eggs in one basket um, to hit on those big names early on. 
and in a similar way to Sol, he hasn't quite hit. Surprisingly, the one that, that looks the best is Le'Veon Bell. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I had Le'Veon Bell down as a complete bust. Um, so to see him getting the workload that he's getting, I think is, is really positive. But again, it's on a really bad Jets team. But as we saw against the Browns, they're just going to feed him anyway. So I, I think he's a pretty stable RB1. Um, Mixon with with the offensive line, and this was obviously one of the concerns going into the draft, has looked pretty average. Um, even though he's, he's getting all the work, Geo's mixing in every now and again. Um, he, yeah, he's he's not doing a great deal. Um, 60-odd scoreless yards last week in what looked like a plus matchup. And again, very injury-prone. So I... I'm not a big fan of mixing at the moment. Julio is Julio. Um, great guy um, to have as your wide receiver one. Will probably finish in the top three at the end of the year, most likely. Um, and he's going to put up consistent scores most weeks. Um, and yeah, wide receiver two, I think he's he's lacking really. Um, Landry looked okay last week. But... Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be hard to pick one of these guys to, to roll out as, as your wide receiver too. I think what's cost Kitch, and, and it costs Kitch most years, is drafting an unknown quantity of running back very early on. Last year it was Jordan Howard, um, who will go down as one of the worst picks in Chumbo history. And this year it's Damian Williams, and I think I, I would have him equally as bad as, as Jordan Howard. Um, Andy Reid has showed this year that Providing you've got a, a guy that's warm and has a pulse, they will churn out a decent production at, at running back. I think the back to own at the moment is Shady. Um, and when, when they traded for Shady, that was one of the fears that, that we had. Um, and I think even now when Damian Williams does come back from his injury, that doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. He's not going to come back to the same role. I think he will probably um, have a, a complementary role to Shady. So that's certainly not what you want from one of your um, early picks. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too happy um, if I was in the Roach's position. Um, he's going up against the Chumps this week. They've got pretty good matchups. So this really becomes a, a must win because if, if the Roaches does end up at 1-4, I just can't see how um, he pulls it back and I think it'll be another lost year. My advice then to Kitch would be next year is just keep a normal set of picks and don't try and do anything clever and don't draft an unknown running back in the first round. So at number eight, um, we've got Bush Johnson. Um, I like some of the moves um, that Havkiss has made over the, over the last few weeks. Um, I, I really like the A-Rod pickup. I'd been nagging Finn for a while um, to trade A-Rod to me. Um, I think he will finish as a top five QB by the end of the year. And so I think he gives Hadkiss that nice, stable 20 points at the, at the top of the lineup every week. But I, I just don't think Hadkiss has been aggressive enough. I think he's he's almost a little bit like HTC. He, a lot of the time he waits for trades to come to him. Um, and I would have liked to have seen Hadkiss package up some of these players Um even maybe losing on on what some people call the trade calculators or, or losing out in some of those areas. Um, but to actually package these up for some slightly better starters. Um, I, I liked his draft. 
um, when when it happened. I, I loved Carson this year. I I was contemplating taking Carson in round two, but when Kelsey was there, I couldn't turn down Kelsey. Um, so I like Carson. Fumbling issues, I think the best thing that happened was was Penny being injured because he's given him a week to kind of put that behind him. But I do think if he drops the ball once more, he's going to start losing um, a significant chunk of his workload. Shady, I, I love any running back in Andy Reid's offense. He's going to be decent. I think going up against the Colts this week is a is a really tasty matchup on on Sunday night. And then he's got he's got some good wide receivers that have a stable floor um, that that could go off um, any week. I like Thielen. I think the Vikings will start to pass more because they I think teams have figured them out that they can't run the ball fifty times through Dalvin Cook. Um, and again, it's only a matter of time before Dalvin Cook ends up being injured. I think my big concern for Hadkiss is probably at the tight end position. Um, we all hyped OJ Howard at the start of the year. He was going to have a breakout, potential to get into that top three. Um, but as we've seen in the Bruce Arians offense, he's just not getting any part of the work. Um, when you look at the, the score line against the Rams, you would expect to see OJ Howard with nine catches for 100 yards and maybe a score or two. So to end up with next to nothing and then Cameron Brait getting the touchdown, I think was a real kick in the teeth for OJ Howard. And I just can't see his production changing anytime soon. So if I'm in Hadkiss' position, I'll probably look to pick up a tight end. Um, I don't mind Josh Gordon um, in in the flex. I think now that the the AB thing has gone away, um, I think Josh Gordon will start to um, start to improve as the year goes on. Um, but yeah, it's it's fairly stable across the board. Um, but as we've seen, it has got potential to have some real low scores in there. Um, the next, so at position number seven, I've got the dollar. Um, again, we saw last week with the dollar, he's got potential to put up really low scores. Um, but the, the key difference between this team and Sol's team for me is this guy's kept on to his studs. Um, whilst I think Dak... Um, will end up being a very much a middle-of-the-round QB um, by the end of the year. I do think Zeke has got the best potential to end up as the rushing leader in the league. I think he's the best runner. He doesn't seem to get injured like some of the other guys do. So I'd be really happy putting Zeke into my lineup every week. Um, he's got a couple of holes in his team, um, really at RB2. Uh, I wouldn't be confident rolling out any of these guys at RB2, and that's coming from the guy that's rolling out Sony Michel every week. But I don't think he's got a robust RB2. Um, love Keenan Allen this year. I think he's he's been great. Would he be the same with a, with a healthy Mike Williams? I don't know. I still think Mike Williams will, will, will get there. Um, but I do really like Keenan Allen. Edelman, stable floor. He's going to give you between 5 and 15 points every week. Um doesn't really shit the bed. I know he was injured last week, um, but he's, he's fairly consistent. And George Kittle is still one of the top three tight ends. So for Dollar, very much a middle-of-the-road um, team, but doesn't have as many of the, the gaps as some of the teams below him in the, in the rankings. The next team for me in the sixth position is 
Zaragotha Zooting Zorro. Um, so I, I love this draft when when he took all of the rookie running backs. And even after the first week, when it seemed like Josh, Josh Jacobs was having a, a massive workload, I thought Montgomery was going to be the guy. Um, since then, I, I think it's dropped off a bit. James Connor, um, who knows this week whether he's going to play or not. Um, that Pittsburgh offense is not a, a team I'm any part of at all. Um, I think he's going to get the carries, but again, that team has got serious potential to shit the bed. They looked average against the Bengals. I know they had a it was a pretty pretty much a blowout win, but I I don't like that that trick play offense at all. So James James Connor looks okay, but not someone I'd want rolling out as my RB one. Like Mark Ingram um, in the Baltimore offense, having a having their RB one. I think he's always a, a good person to be rolling out as, as your RB two. Um, wide receiver, pff, yeah, not great. Robert Woods, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, we all knew he was going to have a few difficulties at wide receiver when he took that many running backs early on. Um, but I would maybe look. To those rookie running backs and maybe pick up a, a decent wide receiver too to be to be putting out every week. I think Robert Woods feels like the odd man out at the moment um, within the Rams. Cooper Cup is RB1 top five stud in my opinion. I think Toby did great there to get him for, for a plodding running back. Um, Cooks could go off any week but Robert Woods for me feels like the guy that's not going to go off that very often. So he's not someone that that I'm really a fan of tight end. I, li- I like Mark Andrews. Um, he was on my avoid list at the start of the year. Um, avoid all costs in the draft. I think I had him down as tight end 18. So to have him where he is now, I think is, is a great result um, for Rich in the draft. Um, but Josh Jacobs does worry me. It worried me coming in that he was never really about bell cow in college. Um, he was always a complimentary back and, I think week one, those fears went away. He seemed to get all the work. And then since then, in that Raiders team, it, it just seems to be be dropping off a bit. I think he'll give you some big weeks, um, but then I wouldn't be overly concerned if, if I'm rich because he's only been rolled out in the flex anyway. Um, and yeah, then he's got a gay, a kicker. Um, we all love a gay, a kicker. Okay, um, so then we're into the, the um, the next top five, um, so at five, um, I've actually put myself um, the chumps. Um, I know that Dix will probably challenge this and say that I should be in 12 and I've got nobody worth trading for and my team's the worst ever, woof, woof, big dog, whatever. Um, but I, I think where I am at the moment with um the, the team that I've got, I think I've got a pretty good chance at 500 to to maybe sneak into the playoffs. And then once I'm there, who knows? Um, so QB Wentz is what I thought he'd be. Um, some weeks he has a bit more of a down week, but most of the time he's around that 20-point mark. So I'm fairly happy with Wentz. Running back, I'm obviously delighted with Nick Chubb. Um, Whilst he had a few slow starts to the season, I think where he is now stats-wise is where I thought he would be. He had a great week last week against the against the Ravens. And I think the Browns have probably figured out that um, the best way to win games is is channeling the, the game through Nick Chubb. 
So providing he can he can continue to to handle the twenty five touches a week, which I think he's going to get, I think he should continue to be a solid um, mid range RB one. So I'm very happy with Nick Chubb. Um, Sony Michelle this week, I think it's his last chance. Um, going up against the Skins, um, where they're probably going to have a, a decent lead. Rex is maybe still a bit hurt. You would expect Sony to still get. 18 to 20 carries. Um, he needs to be getting close to 100 yards, maybe a score. Otherwise, I think it's it's the end of the line for Sony, and I, I'm going to need to look elsewhere for, for an RB2. I still believe in him, and that's why I traded Cup for him. I still think he's he's the guy. I'm not sure whether he may have been injured earlier in the year. Um, but, yeah, this is D-Day 4 for Sony. Um, wide receiver... I feel like I've got three or four wide receiver twos. Um, Lockett's probably the best. I'm fairly comfortable rolling him out as a as a wide receiver one every week. And then it's picking between Diggs, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. MVS might have a couple of big weeks if, if Adams is out, but they're all very much in the same kind of range between that um, wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 30 type area. Um, so... Never going to set the world alight. We know Tyler Lockett can go off, but the others are probably going to give you a, a six to six to twelve points every week. Um, the big advantage for my team is probably Kelsey. Um, he's been missed consistent so far. He's had a lot of receptions. He's had a fairly stable floor. What we haven't seen is Kelsey go off and have one of those big games that we know he can. The touchdowns will come. He's had one so far. Um, I think. I would expect him to get a few more um, over the next few games. So I think Kelsey has tightened one is a is a big matchup advantage every week. Um, and Goskowski, um, I love the Gost, always have. He's my guy, um, second behind Will Lutz. Um, but he's been relatively average so far. He's missed an extra point in every game. Um but he's playing in the best offense and he's getting the opportunities. If he starts to take them, I, I can't see with a with a kicker market that Bill Belichick is going to move on from from the Ghost. Um, so I'm fairly happy rolling him out as, as my kicker. I think he will finish probably in the top three or four kickers by the end of the year with the opportunities that he gets, especially in some of the games that are maybe more competitive. Um, and then defense, yeah, streaming every week. Carolina this week have got um, I think it's joint most sacks in the league I think they're going to have a pretty good day against Minshew who just allowed five sacks to the previously sackless Denver um, so yeah um, put myself in fifth position I think I'm going to be there thereabouts by the end of the year I might miss out I might just sneak in and then we'll see what happens from there in fourth place um, we've got the pedo genie um, so um, HTC um, for those who didn't know that he was a paedophile um, he's coming in at fourth place um, and for me the, the big advantage here is is a wide receiver um, he's got Nuke and, and Adams and Nuke's had a few down weeks, he hasn't looked himself Watson hasn't really peppered him like he usually does but I think it's just a matter of time before um, he goes off and I think the same with Brandon Cook so he's got three real solid uh, wide receivers 
and for me, one of the big surprises is is who he's got running back as RB one is Carry On Johnson. Um, I I thought Carry On would end up just being a, a first and second down back. He always said he didn't want to be a workhorse, um, but then when they traded CJ Anderson, it just looks as though Carry On is now the guy. Um, he's going to be getting um, over twenty touches every game. He looked great against the Chiefs, but then every running back does. So I think I'd be really happy if if I'm HTC rolling out, carry on as my RB1. Um, Phil Lindsay, yeah, um, he's okay. In the same kind of rationale with Royce Freeman, I, I'm not a big fan of that backfield at all. Um, wouldn't want to be rolling him out myself, but he's going to give you fairly stable production and he's, he's got a good chance at a few touchdowns by the end of the year. Um, Greg Olson rolling back the years, looks okay. Tucker, always a decent advantage at kicker. Um, and Matt Ryan, who I've been trying to get hold of for weeks, um, is is a fairly solid QB1. I, I was a bit gutted that he dropped Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's next few games look great. Um, so I'll certainly be putting in a WAB bid for him this week, of at least 15 WAB, if anyone wants to go up against me. Uh, no bullshit there. Um, but yeah, I... I thought for someone that's held on to Murray for four weeks to not see how he gets on in the, in the next few weeks, um, I think he's a, he's a bit of a mistake by HDC. And to be honest, I would have purchased him for some WAB, so he didn't need to drop him. He could have um, scouted the market a bit better than what he did. Um, so yeah, um, HDC in fourth position. I think usually he's looking to, to recover and, and scrape him by the end of the year. But this year he's looking he's looking pretty strong at, at two and two. I, I think he's he's going to be there by the end of the year, um, and maybe a, a chance at a first crown for HDC. In third position, um, I've got the king of wishful tinkering. Um, for me, I probably would have had him around fourth or fifth last week, but I think what's been an absolute stroke of genius this week is is the trades he's made over the last week. And this is why the Tinker Man is um, one of the kings of trades in this league. So to get Melvin Gordon, um, who I think will be a, a top six, top seven running back, as well as Cooper Cup, who seems to have such a good connection with Jared Goff, as bad as Goff has looked. Um, but he's he's going to get, he's, he's gonna, um, get decent, decent figures by the end of the year. So two great trades. Um, I also really like the Ronald Jones pickup. I, I would have probably given up a bit more than what Toby gave up with a broken Sammy Watkins that's on the on on the decline. Um, but I did I, I did really like that that Rojo pickup. Well worth a million dollars. Um, so yeah, looking looking at the rest of his team, um, DJ RB one, I think. I would argue that Toby's got the best RB1 and RB2 combination in the league. Um, I love seeing DJ and Mel for all that every week. I, I am completely gutted about the QB situation that I essentially gave up Lamar Jackson for 10 WAB. Um, and then I think I took Caelan Balage and then spent that WAB on AP. So that just looks like an absolute car crash of a decision. Um, but yeah, he's, he's done well to, to get... Um, to get a, a decent starting QB. I, I I was actually going to take Lamar where Toby took him, 
Um, I thought he might sneak into the top 12. I certainly didn't think he'd be top top three. Um, but he's he's looking pretty good at the moment. Um, gives you a nice floor with his legs every week. Doesn't look like the most accomplished quarterback. I don't think he's going to be in the league for 15 years. Um, but for fancy purposes, he, he looks pretty good. Um, Terry McLaren, uh, um, wide receiver two. Um, who knows what he's going to be. He seems to be scoring touchdowns and yards like they're going out of fashion. We all thought at one stage that Thielen um, would would stop his production, but he's ended up being a solid wide receiver too, so I can't see why um, the Terry F1 can't end up in that position himself. Um, I guess the one the one gap, and this is probably what, what stops Toby from getting into the top two, is tight end. Um, Chris Herndon, we have no idea what he's going to be like when he comes back. He, he had a decent year last year. Um, but it's a bit of an unknown quantity. But for somebody that invested so highly in Hunt Henry and Vance McDonald, uh, as as Toby said, two elite QB studs, um, to then be rolling out Chris Herndon by the time we get to week five, I think it's a bit of a bit of a disappointment. Um, one of the massive advantages for, for Toby this year is really who he's got rolling out as kicker and DST. I was pretty close myself to picking up um, the Pats early on, but I, I didn't, and then Toby did. Um, so that, that one hurts a bit, and I think they're the, they're the best fancy player you can be rolling out at the moment. Um, Greg the Leg, he's safe. He doesn't miss a great deal. He's in an offense that's always going to be scoring points. So to be rolling out those as, as you kick him in DST, it's just one less thing to worry about every week. So I really like that on Toby's side. I think where Tobe may struggle later on in the year will be his bye weeks. I, I was looking earlier, I think he's got five players on bye in week 10 and then three or four of his running backs on bye in, in week 12. And I think where that's going to give issues, I think week 12, he's got DJ and Melv on the bye. So if, if Toby is, let's say, 500 by week nine, sorry, week 10, as it'll be, if he needs a couple of wins, I think he might he might have, have a bit of a struggle. But then this is Toby, and the players that he's got on his roster now will not be the players that he has on his roster by week ten or week twelve. Um, so that's really that's really been picky to be honest. He's got a lovely roster. His running backs, as we know, are in this league are a premium, and and it's lovely to have. So he's he's in a good spot. Okay, on to number two. Um, and it's really hard to put an unbeaten team not in first position. Um, but I, I feel like I, I can't have anyone else um, top. So for me, the team number twenty, in, in, sorry, number two is Catch Twenty Two. Um, looks great this year. I, I feel like I had to change my lineup a bit. I could have beaten him last week, um, but I didn't. Um, but he's in a he's in a great spot. He's pretty much playoffs already. If he goes 500 from here out, he'll probably end up getting a bye. So he's in a, he's in a really good spot. Um, the only weaknesses I, I can really see within his team are probably at QB and maybe flex. Um, Baker isn't the QB that we thought he was going to be. Um, but who knows where he's going to end up by the end of the year. 
Um, but yeah, that's been really picky about his team. I think if you look at uh, running back, he's in a really good position with Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Christian McCaffrey does not run like a white running back. He doesn't seem to get injured. He handles as much work that can be given. He gets all the snaps. He's their wide receiver one. He's their running back one. He's their goal line back. He is just a, a beast. And uh, if he carries this on, he's locked in for the for the number one overall pick next year. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to take him as number one overall. I think he's this year's girly. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, I, I don't understand why he's not getting all the work in Green Bay. They, they seem to keep wanting to include Jamal Williams, um, which makes no sense. I know, I know Williams got injured last week. Um, but for me, Jones is a very, very nice RB2. Um, and then wide receivers, he's he's got two really good guys that I'd be happy rolling out every week in, in Godwin and Golladay. Um, Godwin, I think he's the best wide receiver in, in the Bucks offense. Mike Evans will still get his. He'll still be still a very much a 1A and 1B situation. But I love Chris Godwin this year. When I traded for Tyler Lockett, I, I did ask for Godwin first. Um, I know that Wadlow wouldn't give him up, and I, did, I can see why now. He had a great week last week, um, but he's he's going to have a big year, as a few of the experts predicted. Golladay um, looked great against the Chiefs. He's going to have his his down weeks, but overall he looks pretty good. And Zach Ertz is is fairly stable as, as a tight end. I think he he needs a few touchdowns, he needs a few scores, which I think will come. Um, he's going to lose a bit of work to um, the other tight end that looks exactly the same. Um, but overall, you'd be fairly confident rolling on Zach Ertz as, as tight end every week. Um, so yeah, for me, it's not, it's not the best looking team in the league. But when you combine the team he's got, the 4 no record, and Christian McCaffrey in his lineup, I think for me this is um, the second best, um, second best team in, in the power rankings this week. So then, in number one, um, it leaves the big dog, and this really, really pains me to say it um, because I, I feel like I've I've got such a deep rivalry with Dix. Maybe not this year. Uh, but in, in years gone, it's, it's he's he's been the guy I've aspired to beat. Um, so it pains me this year to see how good his team looks. And I think what makes a massive difference is having that QB1. Uh, Pat Mahomes has got such a ridiculous floor and a ridiculous ceiling at the same time. There's such a positional advantage rolling out Mahomes every week. I think... What Mahomes will do this year for the Chumbo is change the way that we see quarterbacks. I think this year, I know Mahomes went fairly early, but I think Mahomes next year will be a second round pick um, because it is such a, a weekly advantage. Um, running backs, he's got a great trio of running backs. Um, Henry, Mack and Fournette, probably, probably the most injury prone running backs um, in the league. Um, but providing he can roll out two of those every week, I think he's he's in a good spot. He is locking up um, that particular AFC South division, um, but why not? 
Um, wide receiver, love Mike Evans. As I've talked about with Godwin, 1A, 1B situation in a pass-first offense. I think he's he's nice to be rolling out your wide receiver one every week. Uh, the one I would be concerned about is Juju, but he's got players waiting in the wings that that, that could come in um, to, to fill in for Juju. I, I don't think that the Steelers are going to be passing as much as they've done in the past. Um, I know this is it's very much based on the Bengals game last week, um, but I just don't see Juju having anywhere near the level of production um, that that he did last year. Um, Engram has tightened, lovely, lovely pickup. Um, he's top three, top four, tight end. He could finish as tight end one on any given week. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him with Golden Tate coming back, whether he whether he eat into Ingram's snap share but I still think um, Ingram is going to get his um, at, at the goal line um, kicker great um, goat career's but but career's goat um, yeah he's again in the similar way to Greg the leg you'd just be happy that you're rolling out such a, a top guy at kicker every week um, and then he's got a a fairly good um, defense to be to be playing. So I think when you when you look at his team overall, he's he's got the strongest flex. He's got the strongest QB. He's got one of the strongest kickers. He's got one of the strongest tight ends. He's got a good combination of running backs. Um, and he's three and one. So he's in a he's in the best position for me to to go on and win this again. It's a long old year, and we're only we're only going into week five now. So there's still a, a long way to go. Certainly not ready to crown Dix as the champion just yet, but it's looking really good for him. And, and that's why I've got him as number one in, in my power rankings at the moment, as, as painful as that is to say. Um, so where we are, I, I'm going to give some arbitrary figures now for playoff odds, where, where I think the teams will be, going, again, going back in reverse order. Um, Unicorn, I'd give him a 10% chance. I think if all the stars align and um, Freeman turns back into an RB one, I think he's got a he's got a sniff. But I just don't I don't see it happening. Leasy, fifteen percent. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take that playoff spot. Um, and I, I don't see Leasy or Unicorn getting into the into the wildcard positions. Um, Roaches, twenty percent. Um, Again, I don't see him getting back to 500. I don't see him winning this week. I think he's going to end up at one and four. And I think he needs to start researching for next year um, and stop drafting rubbish running backs. Um, next up, Wasters, um, 25%. Great move in getting Kamara. Really, really like that. Um, if Tyreek comes back and it's the same Tyreek and OBJ figures out what to do with the, with the football, um, I think he's got a good a good shot. Uh, Bush Johnson, thirty percent. Um, again, middle of the road. I think he's going to be there thereabouts by the end of the year. Dollar forty five on the fringe. Flip of a coin whether he makes it or not. Um, Zorro, fifty percent. Again, very similar to to where the, the dollar is at the moment. I think he's going to be there, thereabouts by the end of the year and it'll be whichever one gets in. And then as we go on to 
other teams, I think that's when they start getting into the 60s and 70s range. So I've got really um, HTC chumps and the team care all around the 55 to 60% chance of making the playoffs. Um, Wadlow, catch 22, 90% chance of getting in. I think he's, he's pretty much there now. And then the big dog at three and one. Um, I've got him as a 100% chance of making the playoffs. I just can't see with the team that he's got. With his current record, that he doesn't he doesn't make the playoffs. Um, so yeah, that's it for my power rankings. Um, hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and I'm looking forward to destroying the roach this week. Thanks, guys. discover what the earth people eat. They eat a great many of these. They peel them with their metal knives. Boil them for 20 of their minutes. Then they smash them all to bits. They are clearly a most primitive people. For mash, get smash.